RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice, and appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. I got something in my throat, sorry. (laughs) As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne. And joining me live in the studio, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Thomas Ulmer, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only from True Reporting. God, I haven't been out in the sun for like a week, you guys. I'm feeling really, really pale. But I still look like a sun-bronzed Greek god compared to Thomas. Actually, he looks like he was out on the golf course. I'll be real honest with you. We got a lot to talk about today, the least of which not being the recent murder of a water engine inventing inventor in Buffalo. Just another one. Chalk it up. We also have an update for you on the Clinton... Death. Arkansas. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Some weird stuff's happening today, guys. Thomas and I have been dealing with tech issues all morning. But let me tell you this. I think it's going to be absolutely worth it. You're going to enjoy the show we've got for you today. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Help us by getting it out on your favorite social media platform. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we shall be right back after this. Right now, with inflation at 8.5% and maybe higher by the time you see this, don't you think you need to be smarter with your money? You need it to grow, not shrink. You need financial freedom, not debt. Start a gold IRA with Noble Gold right now and you'll be safe. And this month, for every cash deal above $20,000, you will get an incredible, solid silver, 3-ounce American Virtue coin, completely free as a thank you for signing up. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. So call them today at 877-646-5347 or visit them in the link below at noblegoldinvestments.com. Once again, that's noblegoldinvestments.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back to the show. I hope everyone's having a lovely morning. Thomas, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for uh, helping me out this morning. It was just a train wreck. Finally got everything hooked up correctly. So uh, we're locked and loaded and we're ready to persevere forward. So I hope everyone's doing good out there. Welcome to another Occam's Razor, my friends. Well, you know what they say, Thomas. There's only so long you can watch the people you love flounder and just destroy their lives by dealing with nonstop tech problems. But here's the thing. You can give a man a fish, he'll eat a day, eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he's going to eat for a lifetime. And from now on, you're always going to know how to hook up those cameras and make sure that everything is tippy-top shape. Hopefully you don't have to move again too soon, but... uh, No. (laughs) We're good, man. No, it, it looks, looks fantastic. Great. 
Sounds yeah. great too. So we're all we're good to go, my man. Every, Thank you. Everything is awesome. Everything is looking good. So Thomas, I, so how was your weekend, man? What, what have you been up to? Uh, good weekend. Just been uh, had my son this weekend actually. So went swimming, um, road go karts, that kind of stuff. So oh, just been hanging out, and uh, we got bad weather coming from uh, Oklahoma. So we'll be bracing down for that in the next two days. So. I know you guys had hurricanes down there, too. I don't know if it was around you, but I know it was south-south Florida. Yeah, yeah. There was some massive flooding down in Miami, and there was supposed to be some real bad weather in the Gulf. I I saw videos of uh, people pushing their car. First of all, it's just, you know, you got 10 feet of standing water on the streets of Miami. Why would you take your car out? You know, like a small car. Like It's just ridiculous. You see people out there in, like, you know, uh, they're they're dressed to go to the club or something like that. There was all these videos of this girl wearing this, like, little skimpy cocktail dress, and the water is just coming down. The water is over the uh, the hood of the car, and she's out there pushing it. And people are just insane. I, I mean, you know, stay home, okay? Like, there's wait, a, there's wait a term for, the for that. What is it? It's called natural selection. <laughs> I think you can say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, man. All right. Well, let, let, let's get into the first story of the day, because when I heard this last night, I think it was the right angle on Truth Social that uh, tagged me and alerted me to this. This is just <clears throat> something that it really bothers me. OK, um, you know, we are dealing with probably the largest economic crisis uh, in American history right now, because, you know, it's going to get worse. We're on the cusp of something much, much, much worse, just disastrous. Uh, we are projected to hit um, uh, $5 a gallon everywhere by the end of this week. Uh, gas prices are already two times uh, as high as they were than when Joe Biden came into office. Uh, 77% increases in utilities, electricity, uh, and others. Uh, and, and there's really no way around it. Like, I mean, we've gotten America, well, not us, but the bad leadership and the um, uh, complete ineptitude of the Biden administration. They've put us into this position here where the country is on the verge of catastrophe. OK, the only thing I'm waiting for is an announcement that the uh, dollar is no longer the global reserve currency and just everything's going to crash. Watch the banks shut down and, uh, you know, there's going to be a glitch and nobody knows how much money anybody has, but it won't matter because the dollar won't be worth anything. But we have this situation here uh, when right angle tagged me in this. I thought that can't be true because it was a link to a TikTok video. And let's be honest, Thomas, there are a lot of um inflammatory statements on TikTok. Am I am I wrong in saying that? People will make broad claims right. without evidence because you've got like a minute basically to get the data out. And sometimes, you know, it's good stuff. It sends you down a rabbit hole. But one of the people that were murdered in the recent shooting in Buffalo just happened to be an ex-comp named Aaron Salter. Aaron Salter also happened to be an inventor of a successful water engine using electrolysis to create Brown's gas or HHO splitting hydrogen and oxygen from water using it to power your car. This is something I've experimented with myself in the past. You can buy these kits that you basically bolt on. But the problem with modern cars is they have uh, electronic fuel injection. So when your car recognizes that there is a greater gas mis mixture with uh, excuse me, when there's a greater uh, I guess, aerated gas mixture with the liquid gas, it ends up pumping more gasoline in. So you get worse gas mileage unless you know how to tune that computer or you have a car that's old enough that doesn't have electronic fuel injection. 
Well, apparently Aaron Salter, he cracked it, okay? He he made a product. He had a company. Uh, he got a patent. Uh, well, he applied for a patent in 2015. He was awarded the patent in 2018. And a month, a month before he was gunned down in Baltimore, in Buffalo, he was on the news discussing his invention. So now the substance of his invention dies with him because, of course, he was protecting his intellectual property and he didn't go telling everybody how it worked. And I think that uh, his design schematics haven't been found. They haven't come out. And this is not the first time that the inventor, an American inventor of a water powered vehicle, was mysteriously murdered. I said it in the uh, trailer for the show. Stan Meyer back in 1998, he was all over the place. He was very high profile, and he was actually meeting with some rich investors from NATO countries. That's the only thing we know. We don't know what countries, but you know we can uh, guess that they were uh, representatives of Western nations, probably aligned with our own CIA and the uh, the oil industry. You know, uh, as it stands right now, Thomas, the oil industry is making money hand over fist. It doesn't matter that they can't drill additional areas. They have gas and they're going to continue to have gas and petroleum products, but they're going to continue raping the American public because they've created this situation. Uh, whereas right here, you probably have maybe a thousand dollars. You invest into a product by somebody from Air like Aaron Salter. You put it into your car, you install it. And from then on out, you can run your car essentially on hydrogen right into your existing engine. And I just don't think it's a coincidence that Aaron Salter happened to be one of the first people murdered. No, absolutely not. This is the thing when it comes to them holding us back uh, with technologies, cures, so on and so forth. This really look it. I mean, this really ties into the same thing that happens with the pharmaceutical companies where someone has a breakthrough uh, maybe something that can cure cancer or cure uh, anything else that's out there that can that you know significantly decreases our lifespan, and those people go missing as well. I mean, look for a case in point: everything with ivermectin, everything with HCQ, they shut that down immediately because why? Because there's no profit when it comes to the pharmaceutical company. If you shut down this uh, prototype or his patent. Uh, Oil companies don't lose any money. Gas companies don't lose any money. They have to keep us contained, um, and that's it's just, that's just the reality of it all. Uh, if you have anything out there like that, uh, keep it to yourselves. Yeah, because I, I they, was, will, <laughs> they will make you go missing instantly. I was going to say, the, the stupidest thing you could probably do is to apply for a patent and try to monetize your invention. Okay, like undoubtedly, you're either going to have it stolen or you're going to be killed uh, in the worst possible scenario. But I tend to believe that Aaron Salter would not be dead right now were it not for the fact that he had filed for that patent and he was trying to monet monetize his invention. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, people like Aaron Salter and others, uh, they should be able to monetize their uh, incredible ingenuity and the American people should be able to benefit from it. Um the fact that this happened in, in Baltimore, or excuse me, in Buffalo, I mean, I just don't think there's any coincidence, uh, and this is not the first time that we've seen this happen. I'm sure that there are case after case after case throughout history. I've done a lot of research on this stuff, and many inventors that were working on breakthrough technology such as this had either their lives threatened, uh, their labs broken into, all of their work stolen, they've been intimidated by people from oil companies or from our own intelligence agencies, and the worst part is that patent is still 
still right there in the United States Patent Office. Do you think that given the fact we're in the midst of an energy crisis, that the Biden administration is going to pull it out? Uh, you know, he could under under the, this emergency act, he could immediately pull it out, demand that it be produced, say at, you know, I don't know, just choose any car factory, uh, choose any factory, choose the factories where President Trump had them making ventilators. OK, convert them over right. to HHO generators for cars. Give every give one to every single person in America or put them on a payment plan. OK, finance it by the United States government. Every single person could have one of these bolted on into their car and they would be able to solve the energy crisis immediately. Every single American would save money. We would be able to continue using our oil based economy and infrastructure and we would be able to buy other things and everything else wouldn't be so expensive because if they put this into semi trucks, Thomas, then the price would automatically go down because they wouldn't be spending 10, 12, 15 dollars a gallon for diesel anymore. Pisses me right the F off. It's so frustrating to even go down a little bit just to to inch your way down that rabbit hole a little bit and just think of how much we would prosper from this. Listen, I mean, it's not like gas companies and oil companies would go out of business. You have so many factories that need to be used, uh, so it wouldn't be too bad on them, but it would give us a little bit, just a little bit of an inch and a leeway to save money, to take care of our families, to um, and and hey, you want me to get lefty about it? I mean, it probably would help out the environment as well if you were running on a hydrogen car. That's fine. But again, look at what they did to Nikola Tesla. They found what he was doing and they took him out and they seized the documents. And uh, that's what they do. I mean, they can't allow us uh, to move forward. We can't progress. That's enslavement, folks, plain and simple. So uh, I see someone in the chat who says their name is Daniel Green, that he is a water fuel car inventor. The image that I see on your website, Mr. Green, appears to be very similar to uh, the invention. And actually, this looks like it could be a screen grab from Stanley Meyer's vehicle where uh, he had demonstrated this. Uh, Daniel, send me an email. I'd like to talk to you. I don't know if this is you, excuse me, in this video right here. But I would like to have you on the show if you are the inventor of this product, uh, and I would be willing to test out your product and uh, talk about uh, the the uh, effectiveness of it to the audience. Email me, redpill78 at protonmail.com. Send over your information, and we'll hop on a Zoom call. I would love to be able to bring this to the audience, because this is something that, if it is a legitimate technology that is uh, is is ready for market, uh, then the people watching my show could potentially save thousands of dollars a year on their fuel costs, and uh, that is money that we could put into other parts of the American economy. Screw the oil companies, okay? They are in on it with Joe Biden, as far as I'm Correct. concerned, okay? They know that they're getting paid. They know what's going to happen when... Joe Biden shuts down production of oil, uh, and, uh, and and this is a contrived crisis right now. It does not have to be happening. Now, you had mentioned something about uh, cancer drugs. Okay, obviously, there have been tons of alternative treatments for cancer and other things, uh, other types of uh, infectious diseases, uh, you know, long-term chronic ailments. What you said earlier is so true. The money is not in the cure. The money is in the treatment. Afraid Awakening says Daniel Green didn't Epstein himself. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Green Energy at Yahoo.com. Hold on, Daniel. Let me write that down. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking for your email, but I want you to, uh, to email me. Mr. Green Energy at Yahoo.com. Okay. I can't wait to talk to you, Daniel. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today. 
Uh, I am extremely excited to use this product in my own vehicle. Anyways, there is a brand new miracle cancer drug that has shown 100% success rate in every single cancer patient that was in the trial. This is absolutely amazing. Okay, probably not the first time it's been tested, probably not a brand new product, but now that we're getting it, man, this is big deal. I mean, I'm sure you remember the post, Thomas, uh, uh, previously, where it said, you know, what if there was already a cure? There is obviously already a cure. There's a number of different cures. Yes, number of different cures that are available. I think the reason we're hearing about it now uh, is because this is uh, from GlaxoSmithKline, so they've finally been able to uh, get something that works themselves. Um, now, the real question is, do people become cancer-free and then they never develop cancer again? Or is this going to be a long-term treatment? Are people going to have to go into cancer centers maybe every six months and get an infusion? The crazy thing is that I believe it's based upon uh, a virus. It's a, it's a type of virus that goes in and it infects the cancer cells and then kills those cancer cells. Uh, very interesting stuff. I don't care how they get there, Thomas. I'll be real honest. You know, my, my dad died of cancer. And uh, and having to watch him waste away was one of the most difficult things I've ever experienced in my life. I've had a lot of people around me die of cancer. And if we're able to finally, finally bring a, pl- a product to market that can cure cancer, that can save people's lives, uh, then that's obviously a wonderful thing. And you talk about Daniel Green being Epstein. Uh, whoever created this will probably be Epstein as well. Uh, I mean, they, they again, you know. Pharmaceutical companies, they have to make money off the treatment, um, and they just keep us alive just enough so that they can continue to profit. So if if, if I, I, I listen, and I think everyone out there will agree with me, that everything that's been created, whether it's influenza, AIDS, cancer, I know that cancer is dormant in all of us. That's what they say. Who knows if that's even true at this point? I don't really believe much, but um, – when it comes to all of these things, I believe that it's all created. They're doing this to us just to profit off of us. And if they have a combatant with this, I mean, that would be huge. Um, we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I agree that uh, if it is a virus that they send into it to kill out the cancer, that'd be fine. And even if you have to keep going back, Zach, I mean, th- the weight off your shoulders, your weight off your family's shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's enough right there for me. Okay, yeah, so uh, this is definitely something that I'm going to be tracking uh, myself. But I also want you to remember, if you are a person who is sick with cancer, if you have family that's sick with cancer, don't forget about my friends uh, Charlene and Ty Bollinger, thetruthaboutcancer.com. They've made it their life's mission to travel the world and to find alternative cancer treatments, cures, if you will, although, you know, the FDA won't allow say that, but I'm not representing them other than telling you to go check out the uh, the information. TheTruthAboutCancer.com. They've made a series of incredible documentary films uh, with a lot of great information, and they have everything listed on their website. So go, please check it out. And Daniel, I put my email into the chat on Rumble, ya boy death. I put my email into the chat over there on the foxhole. So you guys, uh, hit me up. Hit me up if you've got something that you want to talk about, and I'm happy to engage. Uh, keep in mind, I do get a lot of emails, so I uh, might not get back with you right away, but I do what I can. Also, I, th- I there are people out there that I have lost contact with that I wanted to have on the show, but I just get overwhelmed and their information gets lost. So, you know, you, you might be one of those people if you're watching the show. Do me a favor. Just send me another email and just say, you know, interview or guest suggestion or something like that. All right. Next, Thomas, I want to talk about this uh, recently 
Re- recently introduced evidence um, in the case of uh, the special counsel. Uh, this is pretty interesting. You know, I think there was a, a late night filing in regards to Sussman. And just now we've had um, some some handwritten notes uh, from the FBI and the DOJ uh, that apparently are uh, quite significant. Um, so it shows that the FBI either lied uh, or UK intelligence fed information to the U.S. agents investigating Donald Trump and his associates. And it implicates Christopher Steele as well uh, in lying to a British court about the Alpha Bank hoax. Um, so it, it, this, to me, is indicative of the larger international plot to destroy the president, because we know it wasn't just American intelligence. It wasn't just American law enforcement and DOJ. I mean, this extends across the globe. Donald Trump was a threat to not only the hegemony of the American deep state, uh, but that criminal cabal that extends throughout the entirety of planet Earth. I mean, these people have everything to lose. Trillions of dollars on the line collectively. Uh, and, uh, you know, the same is true when we look at somebody like, uh, Aaron Salter. I mean, I don't know how much the oil industry is worth as a whole, but I would hazard a guess to, to say on the low end, it's hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars every single year. These people can't afford to allow people, uh, like Aaron Salter or gosh, Daniel Green, keep, keep safe, buddy. Uh, you know, to, uh, to get this information out. Uh, and the same is true with, uh, the people in the United States government and like us out here in the main, excuse me, the mainstream. We are the mainstream media. Screw them. Boom. Uh, out here in the alt media trying to get this truth out. Uh, so these, these notes being revealed now are extremely interesting, especially considering the fact we just had the conclusion of the Sussman trial and we know we have, uh, the new Igor Danchenko trial that's going to be coming up here very soon. Personally, I think that Christopher Steele is open to, uh, being indicted himself. Certainly Rodney Joffe. There are a ton of people that we're going to see indicted here in the coming months. And, uh, I know it's not happening at the, at the speed that a lot of people wish it was happening. But the fact is that it's happening at all, and I think that it's in the right hands with John Durham. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, the, the comfiness of Cash Patel, uh, Devin Nunes, when we talk even with President Trump, uh, many others out there that are over on uh, that even explore over into the mainstream media. You know, they're they're the ones that are saying, listen, more indictments are coming. Steve Bannon talked about that this morning. Uh, so, you know, listen. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. That's what's going on. If they don't know what's going on, if the deep state doesn't know what the white hats are doing or the good guys, wherever, whichever way you want to put it, um, then again, it's fog of war at this point. So who knows what's going on? Who knows who's in control at this point? I believe that, listen, they, they have them lined up and they're ready to do it. Uh, just slow drip it because – as we move into the future and we move going into midterms and stuff, I feel like a lo- there's going to be many clashes, whether it's indictments being uh, put out there, subpoenas happening. There, the deep state is going to combat that and flood the narrative with what? False flags or anything else out there. That's what you're going to be seeing going into the midterms and going into 2024. Uh, it's going to get crazy, uh, but I do think that uh, they have the dominoes lined up and they're going to take them out very slowly and very strategically so that not only do they strike fear into the deep state, but also the normies out there begin to wake up and they're noticing that the that the drops are happening when it comes to these giant uh, information of news coming out there about indictments. So it's yeah. good. I, I think it's a good, a good plan, strategic Absolutely. and slow.
Absolutely. Uh, one thing over here on Foxel, Go Dog Go says, I think my unhappiness comes from trying and failing to red pill people I care or cared about. Uh, I'm not going to persist in that anymore. You know, th- th- this is an important thing to mention here because I've seen this quite a few times and it's been frustrating in my own life. I stopped really trying in earnest a long time ago because here's the thing. Either people are ready and receptive to hear this information. Uh, either they're ready for the truth or they are completely psychologically brainwashed and they're not going to listen to a thing you say and it's going to damage your relationship with that person. So you have to make a value judgment. You know, uh, do you want to maintain a relationship where over time you can potentially drop the seeds of truth on that person, salt it into your relationship so that eventually they will come to the truth in their own time? Or do you want to wreck that relationship? I think it's better to seed those uh, little tidbits over time uh, and to allow yourself to continue on, just be friends, and you know you don't have to make it the focal point of your relationship. Because the truth is, people are not going to open up their minds to this stuff until they're ready to do it. You are right. never going to be able to force somebody to believe the truth If they've been brainwashed through decades of programming from the mainstream media, uh, from rhetoric, from politicians on both the right and the left, it's never going to work. All right. And right now in today's world, people are either ready or they're not. So you just have to allow it to take its time. Think about what we're going through right now in America and you know what we've said so many times. You can't just tell people you have to show them. People have to have it demonstrated for them in real life application. And I think we have done an incredible job red-pilling the masses, letting people know what's truly going on behind the scenes. A lot of people have woken up, and even more continue every single day. But for those people who persist in the lie, there's nothing you can do about it, okay? All you can do is be there and be ready when they come to you and say, hey, you know, (laughs) guess what I just found out? And you're like, you know, guess what I tried to tell you 10 years ago? Right. I mean, this is a personal thing with me, too. I have a friend that's super lefty, believes nothing of what I say. Um, but there's no reason to lose that friendship with that person. You, if you are true friends with someone who believes in that, you don't have to talk about this stuff. You can shut it down right away and go back to what you're doing, shooting hoops, hitting, you know, hitting balls, whatever you need to do, or just hanging out. Uh, you don't have to bring politics into every little thing, every, uh, iota of your world when it comes to your friends. Uh, and you know, respectively, we don't talk politics, and when something comes up, you know, especially with Hunter Biden, uh, a lot more stuff is coming up ab- about him. Uh, my my best friend, one of my good friends, is saying, you know what, man, there is something strange about the Biden family. They are it is getting a little creepy out there. Um, again, you don't have to just slam politics down someone's throat. If you really love this person and you want to maintain a relationship with them, um, I sound like Doctor Drew. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> just. Don't slam it down their throat and just, you know, just have respect for them and they should have respect for you and cut it off. I mean, if you're a man, a grown man or a grown woman, just don't let, allow it to happen. But don't let that that uh, that friendship, you know, burn down to the ground. That's what yeah. I would say. Keep as many friends as you can. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, and people are going to come to this information in due time. Right. You can't force anything. You can't force anybody to do something that they're not ready for. You know, it's like getting sober. Okay, you know, I uh, I wasn't ready to get sober until the exact moment that I was. And then once I did, I grabbed it, committed myself to Christ again. And there we are. And here we are right now on this show. 
All right. Boom. It couldn't it couldn't have happened any sooner. And there's just no way around it. You know, they're in ev- to every season to off. Well, I totally forgot the lyrics, but to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season turn, turn, turn. OK, you know, it only happens when it's meant to be there. All right. I want to take you guys to this incredible interview that was held last night on Sean. Han- I yes, I know it's Sean Hannity. I know it's Fox, but we don't care about that. What we care about is the information that Cash Patel and Chris Miller are giving in this interview. Thomas, I'm going to try. Oh, no, forget it. You're not- <laughs> I well, would try to he- I would like to hear it because I, yeah. I, I've let seen me, it, but I wasn't able to hear it. Let me send you earlier the link, Thomas. OK, so that you can watch it while I'm showing it to the audience, because I think it's real. I actually have it already. Do you really? OK, All yes, right. I was going to show it on my show. Go ahead and mute up and I'm going to go ahead and play it for the audience. Here, I'll mute you. I'll go. I got you. Gosh. understanding is this. There were five of you in the room, President Trump, Mark Meadows, both of you and General Milley. Is that correct, uh, Mr. Secretary? Yeah, that's exactly correct, Sean. Hey, first off, if, if you don't mind, thanks for taking this on. I can't help but think 78 years ago tonight, if we were alive, uh, Cash and I would have been on the front lines. You would have been there along with Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite uh, taking back Europe from the Nazis. And uh, this is our front line now. So thanks for taking this on and, and being serious about it. There hasn't been enough serious conversation. And this is an exclusive first time Cash and I have been on together because we've been separated uh, to make sure there was an appearance of collusion or anything like that. So thanks for taking this on. So so the four of you that I've had an opportunity to interview now confirm that on January 4th in the Oval Office that you heard Donald Trump authorize up to 20,000 troops, Cash Patel, uh, two days before January 6th even happened. Tell us about that meeting. Yeah, it's not one of those. Thanks again, Sean, like Chris said, for having us, especially on D-Day, to talk about this serious matter. It's not one of those meetings you forget. The Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, the Chief of Staff to the President of the United States of America, Mark Meadows, and the President of the United States himself in the Oval Office talking about some of the most serious national security threats we were facing. And then we pivoted to setting up for January 6th, and Mr. Trump unequivocally authorized up to 20,000 National Guards men and women for us to utilize should the second part of the law, the request, come in. But those requests never did, as you highlighted. Well, let, me, let me be very clear. Both of you said this under oath, under the threat of a penalty of perjury to the committee? Oh, absolutely, Sean. And to be clear, yeah. Cash brought it up best. The meeting was uh, one. Of, it was one of the serious, kind of heavy meetings I've been in, and it was about a foreign threat that was directed towards the United States, which obviously we can't talk to for about for fear of you know ended up in jail. And uh, so I want to, I, I kind of want to like be clear. The president, as we're leaving, it says, "Hey, one more thing." And we all sat back down and we discussed what was going on in January six. I don't want to because I think that's important to bring up so that uh, the opposition doesn't get this idea that this was the purpose of the meeting. The president was doing exactly what I expect the commander-in-chief to do, any commander-in-chief to do. He was looking at the broad threats against the United States, and he brought this up as on his own. We did not bring it up. All right. All right, here we are. So... This is a big development, Thomas, and it really throws a monkey wrench into the um, <laughs> into the argument of this uh, sham January 6th committee. 
You know, it's quite clear that President Trump and, uh, you know, nobody else, despite who they're charging, despite what they say, because the Proud Boys have just been charged with, like, seditious conspiracy, threatening to overthrow the government, garbage. You know, Enrique Terrio might be a federal informant, um, but I don't think he deserves to get uh, charged with this stuff, man. Guy's going to be looking at going to prison for a long time. They're looking for a scapegoat. All right. You know, and it, it it's kind of weird. That the two people uh, from, you know, major organizations, uh, both Stuart Rhodes and um, uh, Enrique Terrio, who have been rumored to be federal informants, are now being charged with some of the harshest criminal uh, charges that you can get from what happened on January 6th, which was absolutely not what they said it was. But it's clear from President Trump's own actions, his direction to have those troops on hand to quell any type of uprising or any type of bad behavior. And, of course, they didn't go through with it uh, because they knew what was going to happen. They knew what they were planning, and they knew about the usurpers they had in the crowd, the Antifa, the BLM, the intelligence agents that were looking to uh, you know, do exactly what happened. Okay, They wanted to break into the Capitol. They wanted to lure patriots in, and they still have never addressed the fact that the vast majority of people were invited in. They were welcomed in, okay? The cops moved those barricades and said, come on. The cops opened the doors and said, come in. Cops. Yeah, cops, whoever they were, whoever they were, you know? Uh, but either way, uh, this is huge news, huge news. And I, I look forward to seeing uh, if there's going to be any commentary from uh, uh, Never Trumpers, what's her name, Liz Cheney and... Uh, the crier, who's the guy that cries uh, from Michigan? He's a dipshit. I, <laughs> I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, again, we're watching a movie. This is this was an ent- and we knew this from the beginning, from the get go, that this was a giant false flag. They have to do that. They have to deem pro Trump, pro America people as what terrorists. That's what they yeah. have to do. They have to deem us because that's all they have. That's all they ever do is if is labeling. Once that creates what that creates division and that's what they do so well. And then they have the arm of the deep state to spread the lie, to spread the rumors, to spread that this is what went on when in fact, you're absolutely right. You had quote unquote, whatever they were cops letting them into the Capitol. You, you saw, I mean, we talked about it on this show, people being thrown off the edge, trying to be killed uh, over at the Capitol. Uh, we had, we know there were feds involved, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all were there. And of course they had to shut down 20,000, uh, national guardsmen from coming in there and protecting what could have happened. It was a setup. It was a false flag. And I wish that interview was about an hour long, yeah. uh, much longer because, uh, there is so much that they're keeping from us, but again, calm and collect and they have it all. That's what I believe. They do have it all. And I want to go back once more to the special counsel's investigation, because on Sunday, uh, former DNI John Ratcliffe appeared with Maria Bartiromo uh, and he echoed my own sentiments, how I feel about this. You know, this is a war that we're waging right now. The prosecution of Michael Sussman was but a battle, a very small battle here at the very beginning. To use a chess analogy, it was a pawn sacrifice as far as I'm concerned because we were able to get some really incredible stuff on the record into evidence and into the minds of Americans. And it proved the fact that there is no possibility of having a free trial or excuse me, a fair trial in Washington, D.C. The jurors of Washington, D.C. are compromised. Okay, they're part of the swamp. They can't listen to the evidence. They can't 
uh, uh, gauge the quality of the trial based upon the law, uh, and they're not going to be able to separate the political nature from it. But John Radcliffe said that uh, although it looks like John Durham has lost this battle, he is currently winning the war because, again, there are a number of other indictments that are coming down the line. We have uh, so many more trials that are going to be upcoming here in the uh, months to come. And uh, I think that every single time we're going to get more shocking evidence, not shocking to us guys, of course, but shocking to America. Uh, Because they're finally going to get the full picture of what really happened uh, in the attempt to smear President Trump and to destroy America. Yeah, 100%. All we have to do is hold the line, be patient, stock up on ammo, stock up on food, whatever you need to do, and let's wait this out. I really believe that they have everything in order. And of course, and, and there was no surprise to any of these gentlemen that we look, you know, look up to that they weren't surprised by this you know, outcome. They knew what was coming. And when it comes to Durham, uh, I think that there's going to be more coming down the pipeline. We're just going to have to be patient, folks. Don't, don't be fearful. Just, again, just keep your faith. Know that we've made it this far. And obviously, we're going in some sort of direction that leads to glory, in my personal opinion. So uh, I'm just I'm just bunk- hunkered down. I'm ready. Yes. Be ready, okay? And standing in your faith is probably the, the, the smartest advice that you can possibly give. Um, you know, it's going to be tough, okay? This is going to be a war, like, in so many different ways. And life is going to be difficult here in America for some time, perhaps, all right? Uh, but I truly believe that that's what's going to be necessary to show the people on the other side how messed up all this stuff is, just how terrible our country is at the very moment. Um, I want to uh, uh, transfer over to another aspect of just the horrific nature of what's happening in America. Actually, let me say thank you to a couple of people over here on Odyssey because I just saw a couple of messages come through. Um, in uh, Nuji says, keep up the great work, RP. Love from South Africa. Oh, hey, man, stay safe down there. I know it, it is hairy down there in South Africa. Um, let me see. And what, cultural cultural something? I, I don't see what the rest of your uh, cultural commentary. Uh, what is your proposed mechanism? Mass shooting versus targeted killing seem to be incompatible to me. How do you create a targeted mass shooting where random people are killed? Okay, well, so you're talking. You're t- we're going back to the uh, the Buffalo shooter. Okay, um, so let's say that uh, an intelligence community or um, anybody with money wants to ensure the death of a single person. Uh, what's the very easy way to cover it up? You perpetrate a mass shooting. You kill random people to make it uh, look as if the one person you really want to kill is not the intended victim. And there you go. Everybody buys it. Uh, And then Republicans supported the anti-terrorism legislation during the Bush junior years. And now they are the ones being targeted using that legislation. It's a pretty hilarious troll. Honestly, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, And uh, I think George W. Bush was a terrible president. Uh, I'm not a fan of him. And uh, I personally um, am more of a a libertarian and a constitutionalist uh, than I would consider myself to be a Republican. Um, I think that there are massive problems on both sides of the aisle. And generally speaking, the Democrats and Republicans pit Americans against each other so that we stay focused on trivial issues uh, so that we, uh, you know, won't come together uh, to understand that it's the American people who truly have the power to put influence on our elected officials to force the change that we need. 
I am all about exposing political corruption, whether it's on the right or the left. I want people who have harmed America to pay for the crimes they've committed. And I don't care if they are a Democrat or a Republican. In elected office, I want the most qualified people with the best intentions at heart uh, and the desire to serve the American people who are their employers to be in office. I don't want career politicians who sign up for a gig so that they can get a lifetime pension and free health care and end up hobnobbing with people like Nancy Pelosi or Jeffrey Epstein or Bill Clinton or any other uh, corrupt uh, elected officials. Here's another one. Dennis Haystert, uh, unrepentant pedophile, Republican. Uh, You know, these people take their power, their prestige and their privilege and they use it. To enrich themselves, Nancy Pelosi's husband recently, I think it was, he, he purchased like $2.1 million in stock options in uh, technology stocks. Uh, how many times have we seen both Democrats and Republicans get caught in insider trading, uh, taking information they learn from their positions on uh, committees in Congress, and then using that to enrich themselves before the American people find out? Go back to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. All those people that were in on those first meetings that learned about what was going to happen, they sold all their stock in the industries that were going to collapse in a shit heap. Meanwhile, the American people got left holding the bag. It's like uh, whales, uh, uh, social media whales getting into crypto schemes, telling their listeners to uh, to buy the crypto coin and then selling everything behind the scenes uh, and pulling the rug and taking everybody's money. So... Yeah, this is not just about uh, Democrats or Republicans. This is about America versus the incompetent and the corrupt. Right. It goes back to what I said earlier in the podcast, labeling. If you, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever you may be, they use that against us to divide us. And, you know, they're all corrupt. Every, everyone in, in literally uh, the entire, whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's oil companies, whether it's our own government, uh, athletes, Hollywood, everyone is corrupt, and that's why we're watching it implode. Whether you know, look at the Netflix stocks, look at Disney Plus stocks, look at our our you know our trust in our government. All of that is just completely collapsing all around us. Yeah. And you know whether uh, we're in the midst of that. So when you start seeing everything skyrocket and everything kind of going to hell, it's because. The exposure is what's happening, and they have to do this. And and whether to create a proxy war to cash themselves out, I don't think they escape from this. None of them, whether you're Democrat or Republican, no one escapes, no deals, um, and I can't wait. And again, I said it in the show before. I don't care if there's public hangings. I'll be up there front row filming it. I don't <laughs> care. These people have done so much harm, especially when it comes to like COVID and stuff, Zach. I'm serious. Like They've ruined lives. Yeah. So many people now when, with, with getting hives and stuff, people dying when they, you know, their hearts are giving out on them. I mean, my parents are still so scared to do anything. And they, these maniacs like Fauci and everyone else out there, Democrat or, or Republican, that push this narrative onto us and shut down small businesses while big corporations stayed open, ruining lives, ruining my family's oh, life. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of resentment. A ton of it. I do too. And uh, it's not. It's not a. It's not a game anymore, man. Like th- we literally are at war. And uh, and also, um, when it comes to big corporations, what they did to me and you, yeah. kicking us off. We lost oh, so much stuff when that happened. And so the resentment really does fuel me day to day. So 
You know, that's the way I stand. And I think a lot of people out there feel the exact same way. This same thing has probably happened to you with your families. I get it all the time, whether it's from emails or just comments on online. A lot of people are very resentful from what these people have done, both Democrat and Republican. It's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, this we've had a, a number of issues throughout the years. I mean, countless issues that could have been solved if our elected officials wanted them solved. Any time that they have a major issue that's affecting the American people, they can't seem to crack it. OK, but anytime they have an issue that's going to line their own pockets and enrich themselves or their cronies that are donating to their political action committees, gosh darn it, they can get right down to business and come yep. together and in a bipartisan fashion. Um, yeah, we, we live in a, a corrupt and broken system. And right now we have our only chance. I'm I'm really serious about this in these midterms that are coming up. We have an unprecedented opportunity to elect Republicans who just happen to be America first, or rather, they are America first politicians who just happen to be Republicans because you can't run as a Democrat right now because the Democrat agenda is much worse than anything the establishment Republican Party is trying to put out there. Um, This is our opportunity to control the party and to put people into office who are actually going to support legislation that will benefit us, that will benefit America as a whole. You know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, myself as, you know, whatever I identify as, uh, that I deserve more than anybody else. I want the entirety of America to benefit from a system that was designed to help them and not to support the elites, because that's what it's turned into. It's disgusting. And then uh, over there, uh, uh, cultural cultural commentary said, um, yeah, uh, thank you for your thoughtful responses. Uh, yes. And the thing about it is that um, Aaron Salter was a security guard at that top store. It would have been known that he would have been there. How easy would it be for somebody to case the joint, get his, um, um, you know, his his schedule or even just to walk in and say, hey, my buddy Aaron works here. When's the next time he's working? All right. And then show up. Uh, also, that kid was driving around on his live stream with his GPS looking for that location. He was going there uh, for a reason. You know, um, the the people who get away with murders are the ones who have no connection to the people they're murdering. Think about it. You know, if a hitman, okay, people hire hitmen all the time. People are murdered, uh, assassinated all the time. And the, the way that they get away with it is because they have no direct connection to the deceased. There's no reason to be looking for that person. And if there's no evidence that that person committed that act, well, then they're not going to find him. Uh, we know that the government has tools by which they can manipulate people. We know that uh, the kid who was uh, uh, the perpetrator at the top store had been in a discord conversation with former federal agents. Think Imagine about that. How, think about how many times a terror attack or a mass shooting takes place on American soil and they just happen to be in touch with feds. Okay, this is not a coincidence. This is by design. These people are murdering us at an unprecedented rate. If it's not by bullets directly on the street, then it's by the poison and the chemicals that they put in the shit they force us to eat, the genetically modified crap, the shots that they stick in our arms, okay, the method by which they can control and destroy Americans and to force us to do things that we don't want to are unprecedented, all right? It's all over the place, and if anybody thinks that the government or our intelligence agencies wouldn't do everything in their power to try to control every aspect of what we do on every day, 
then you're a fool, okay? This is why people like Thomas and I and every single one of you out in the chat are so dangerous, okay? This is why they have to shut down the alternative media. This is why they have to force us to watch the propaganda on Fox News, on CNN, on MSNBC. It doesn't matter where it is. They want you reading the Washington Post. They want you reading the New York Times. The last thing they want you to do is going to the foxhole.app and listening to people who think and speak freely giving commentary and breaking down what's really happening in this country. It's a damn shame. These people have destroyed America, and that's what I'm fighting against here, Holmes. Yeah, I mean, me as well. I mean, this is, uh, do you really think life is, I'm talking to everyone out there right now. Do you think life is supposed to be this hard? Do you think that it's supposed to be this much of a struggle to get things done when all you want to do is live? Now, I'm not saying I believe that we're put on this realm because our souls are supposed to learn, but it's not supposed to be so much uh, hurdle after hurdle. It's not supposed to be like that. It's set up by design for us to struggle and to be enslaved. And once you see through it all, and we talked about this earlier, Zach, the frustration levels skyrocket. Once you see through you know, Politico and New York Times and CNN and MSNBC, when you see through all the lies, it's very frustrating. And that if you are experiencing uh, high levels of frustration and struggle right now, just know it's not you. It's not only you. It's everyone out here. And patriots like us are the ones that are going to break through this veil and expose it and also bring forth better life, an easier time for generations behind us. That's the whole purpose of us. All right. I also wanted to let everybody know that I just received my welcome packet from Gun Owners of America. I've previously supported the National Rifle Association, but I decided they were cucked and they weren't going to fight for our Second Amendment rights enough. So Gun Owners of America is a much purer supporter of the new uh, excuse me of the second amendment so i suggest that um, you know not an endorsement but this is what i did i joined gun owners of america instead of uh, rejoining the national rifle association and uh, i think that they're a great organization i like the stuff they're doing i like uh, what they support and so i just wanted to let everybody know that's where i was at um you know i, I just thinking about this double standard we have here thomas More information has come out from the Hunter Biden laptop from my friends at the Marco Polo Research Group. Um, You know, right now they're they're trying overtime to take our guns. All right. Uh, I think it's obvious that uh, every single time there is, uh, you know, a a, a gun casualty related event. Hold on. What are you saying, honey? Oh, (laughs) I'll watch it afterwards. Anytime there is a uh, coordinated event related to guns, uh, they use it as an opportunity to try to take our Second Amendment rights away. Uh, You know, if they take our AR-15s, do you think that the the bodyguards for Ayanna Presley or AOC uh, or anybody else in Congress are not going to be having their AR-15s? No, they're going to continue to have their weapons, okay? Uh, If they try to take our handguns, do you think that uh, these other people in power are going to have to give up their handguns? No. All of these politicians are not going to have to surrender any of their weapons. It's only the people of America that they want to disarm. It's only the law-abiding citizens, the people who will stand up for their own rights. Those are the ones they want to disarm. People like Hunter Biden, 
okay, who lied on his application to purchase a number of firearms, saying that he wasn't addicted to illegal drugs, uh, saying that he had not uh, been engaged in felonious activity. We know he was, okay? It's obvious, all right? The dude documented every single aspect of it. And uh, these new pictures, uh, pardon the, uh, uh, the, the images, guys, but Hunter Biden posing naked, okay, pointing a loaded handgun at a hooker, <laughs> okay, thirty-eight caliber. Okay, he's, and he's got his finger on the trigger, dude. How about that trigger discipline? Bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad. Yep. Okay, never put your finger on a trigger unless you're ready to use it. Okay, what would he have done? And let's be honest, how many times do you think Hunter has accidentally killed prostitutes? Okay, it's not a yeah. crazy question. A very, no. very logical question. So you Hunter Biden the bruise on her leg, by the way. Uh, no, no, I didn't see it, but I see it now. Yes. You know, that makes me wonder, you know, what's Hunter doing to this girl? Maybe they're injecting drugs into each other. Uh, But Hunter, you know, what kind of a degenerate sits around in a Ramada Inn uh, naked with a prostitute filming like every single moment of it? Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just the craziest thing that I can possibly imagine. But Hunter Biden won't get in trouble for that. Hunter Biden won't get in trouble for losing a handgun at a supermarket when his crackhead, uh, you know, widow's <laughs> widow girlfriend, uh, the the widow of his of his dead brother, won't get in trouble when she throws that gun away at uh, at a supermarket and somebody steals it. Won't get in trouble for lying about being a drug addict and being a felon uh, when he purchases a handgun. Uh, and certainly, nothing is going to happen to him uh, for for this stuff here. Now, here's some interesting stuff here, Thomas. Did you notice that Hunter Biden's wearing a watch in this in this image right here? He did. He's wearing a watch. And, you know, I I, uh, I was in a chat room with some people earlier today, my friends at We The Media, and we were just, you know, kind of spitballing and, on the look of this watch and how it's familiar to watches we've seen posted in the past. And also thinking about the fact that, uh, you know, I thought for a long time Hunter Biden dropped off this laptop and uh, did it on purpose, didn't come back to get it because, you know, he, <sighs> I think it's kind of crazy to imagine that no matter how messed up on drugs he was, knowing everything that was on that laptop, that he would just choose not to come back and pick it up. I feel like I felt for a long time that it was on purpose. And um, it makes me just wonder, you know, uh, how involved is Hunter Biden in our mission to take down the deep state? How involved is Hunter Biden in this overarching plan to destroy the people that want to destroy America? Listen, and, I, and I've said this multiple times on my show. There's a part of me, and I know that people out there say, oh, I kind of feel – normies out there will say, I kind of feel sad for you know uh, Joe Biden. He shouldn't be up there. He has dementia and all this kind of stuff. No, Joe Biden's a sacrificial lamb. That's what I believe, and I believe that the abuse that Hunter took in, I believe that White Hats got to him, and they said, listen – there are no deals for you. You've done crimes as well. We know that you've been, you know, pro- 100% sexually abused by your father, oh, yeah. uh, being in that elite group. Um, and I believe that they worked with him and said, listen, you're right. No one is that stupid to leave that amount of um, uh, criminality behind on various laptops and leaving them there. And then that goes out. There's no coincidences. Um, I just really believe that. Um, Joe Biden is the sacrificial lamb. I do believe that Hunter Biden may have, you know, cut some deals and said, listen, um, you know what? I'm done with my dad. And, and, and if you look, if you ever read Hunter Biden's book, it's pretty pathetic. 
that he definitely was like the black sheep. He wasn't respected. His brother was respected. And, you know, he was just getting all of this money on the side just to go and like, you know, go over there and do something. We'll put you on the head of Barisma, all this kind of stuff. He's basically a laughing stock within his own family. And uh, he's, I a think he's, he's a mule. He's dude. a mule, dude. I understand yeah. that. But, yeah. you know, he is a mule. But I also understand that, you know, there's also like. There's abuse in his mind. There's probably resentment in his mind to be like, yeah. listen, enough's enough. Like, I, he's basically lived in a living hell forever. I mean, you could say, oh, he's, you know, banging prostitutes and doing all this kind of stuff. But when you're doing that on crack cocaine, you want to die. Oh, and yeah. imagine wanting to die every single day, but the Secret Service right outside your door before you do it steps in every single time. He wants to log off the planet. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Secret Service is standing there with a, a syringe full of Narcan so they can inject it directly into his heart. You know, I mean, like, please let me die. Right, right. They like, got to bring him back 10% for the big guy. Without, Je- yeah. without Hunter, Joe's not going to get paid. You know, so yes, right. I, I think you're right. I think that Hunter Biden was definitely abused by his father i think that he's gone through a living hell and i think that drug abuse and sex with prostitutes is indicative uh, of the psychological torment that he's experienced throughout the entirety of his life so if i feel bad for anybody i feel bad for hunter but i still think that hunter needs to get his just desserts when it comes down oh yeah of course of course yeah yeah all right so um real quick we're gonna end on this speaking of the trash mainstream media uh cnn was recently purchased uh in a merger uh, and it looks like big changes are going to be coming uh, to the on-screen talent at CNN. Uh, the people, uh, the company that have purchased uh, CNN realize that uh, their partisan politics is not good for viewership uh, and that most people don't agree with the things they say. And America realizes that CNN is a, is a lion sack of shit. Waking up. Yeah, so Jeff Zucker is out. He was out in February and now we have this new leadership there at CNN. And it appears that for on-air talent, uh, that includes engaging in respectful – they want people to engage in respectful interviews. Uh, they don't want PR stunts. Uh, for producers and bookers, uh, they want people who are going to be focused on nuance, not noise. Uh, they are also looking to have uh, people on – who can challenge uh, the established Democrat narratives. Uh, so I think that it, it's very possible that we might be looking at a um, – uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the potato head? I can't, I can't remember his name. Stelzer? Stelzer, uh, yes. Brian yeah. Stelter. Brian yeah. Stelter might be out of a job very soon, and I uh-huh. cannot wait to see it. I want to see – blowing guys. I, I... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brian Stelter is going to be uh, photographed in the back of an alleyway in New York City, you know, <laughs> <laughs> grimy and, you know, like gra- grabbing all of his uh, plastic shopping bags and stuffing them into his cart. Yes, right. uh, Brian Stelter is going to be out of a job very soon, and I, you can't, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Can't, cannot wait t- for this to happen. All right, you guys, we've, we, we've got a, um, a couple of thank yous I need to go through over on the foxhole. I need to say thank you to Thick Ray with the can. She says, cheers, hashtag the truth is loose. Electric Soul, thank you for that can. Frank Staint says, good afternoon. Gents, good afternoon to you, Frank. Uh, Kathy Mack, thank you for the can. Nikki the Greek, uh, thank you for the cookie. Warrior Mima, thank you for that ship. Jack McMick, thank you for the can. 
A. Allen God wins. Thanks for the can as well. Vanguard 360 dropped a pair of shades. Khaleesi 2020 says, preach it. Red Pill 78. And Mr. Spock says, thanks for all you guys do. Thank you for all you do as well. Appreciate everybody being here. Thomas, I know you have a show coming up this afternoon. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, 100%. Right now, go at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m., folks, Eastern Standard Time. It will be rumble.com slash true reporting. Uh, me and my co-host Brett Collins will be going over a, a lot of the stuff uh, that is coming out later today, so get stoked on that. Um, follow me on Truth Social at True Reporting. Follow me also on Telegram, True Reporting Posts, and uh, I would greatly appreciate it. I'll see you guys 4 p.m. Eastern in the foxhole, in the bunker, and also on Rumble. So go ahead and do that. I'll see you at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and pass out these gold pills over on the foxhole. Thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it. I, of course, will be back later on this afternoon with another episode of Red Pill News. And, uh, you know, I got a bunch of good stuff coming up for you guys. So enjoy. I hope you have a wonderful day. Go outside. Get some sunshine. Sunshine is the best disinfectant in more ways than one. I appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Thomas, thank you very much for being here this and every Tuesday. I love you, my friend. And everybody else, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight.